Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, May 30th, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the Hispanic heartthrob, Texas treat Latino heat, clicking heads, ripping them to shreds, the globe trotting, headshotting, rooting, tooting, three-point shooting, nitro rifle from twitch.tv, Andy Cortez. I wish I had water in my mouth so I could spit out fireworks, pew, pew, pyro. So you think like Triple H? Okay, cool. I think honestly, I think for you, the LeBron like chalk thing would be better. Oh, stand on top of the desk. Yeah, yeah. You think Nick and Kevin would be cool? We just put a bunch of baby powder up here. Nick would be cool the first time you did it if you included him. If I included him, you're right. If there's anything you want to do that's going to piss Nick off, as long as you include him in it, and he'll be like, "Yeah, let's do it." Yeah, I'm chaos. And then he'll be like, "Oh, Kevin's going to hate this." Yeah. (laughs) Then then he won't think about that thirty other times you do it. How he's going to hate it as well. He's going to be so mad. Greg. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm well. How are you? Good. Is he, are you all are you all messed up internally because it feels like Monday but it's really Tuesday? Well, um, no, I just I'm always messed up internally. Got it, perfect. Greg, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I take yeah. a lot of probiotics and prebiotics <laughs> for for the Activia. internal for the internal mess ups. Um, I, I just I feel like I'm constantly operating on that level anyway. Mm, mm, mm. I the other day I think I was I was like, oof. Uh, can't wait to stream today. It's a Monday afternoon. It was Thursday. <laughs> it's just like, it, it never matters to me whether we had a holiday or not. I'm just constantly messed up anyway. What's even worse, this one, of course, because it's, t- so it's Tuesday. Um, of course, in America, we had Memorial Day off on Monday. It's Tuesday now. Then Kind of Funny has the day off tomorrow. We're all playing hooky and going to the SF Giants game. Well, that's very exciting. It's very exciting. I, I can't wait. To, you can eat some dogs. You can eat some dogs. dogs. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to go to 21st Amendment before. Do we know? I want fried pickles. No, can you look that up for me all while the show's going? I, I will, because I, I, I kind of want to join you, you know? Oh, everyone's, I assume, trying to join me at some point. I, the hope is that we start there uh, and then go okay, to the ballpark. Okay, 21st okay. Amendment, is that where me and Kevin got? Yeah, don't get the cheese curds, you get the poop. Yeah, the cheese yeah, curds, yeah. yeah they got dangerous. us. They're dangerous. Dangerous. Had them, had them again, though. No problem. Huh. Oh. I feel like it's at any given Sunday. But this is like a, this is definitely, you don't want to roll the dice here. Oh, you're right. You don't want to roll the die. Like, maybe I'll be fine. Maybe I won't. Maybe I shit my pants in the bleachers of the Giants game. How do we maybe cover I'm this up? Maybe I'm totally fine. How do we cover this up? Yeah, exactly. Well, it make Nick involved. He won't care. I'd say they open at 11 a.m., it says, on the normal thing. But what does that mean for tomorrow, right? Hold on. Hold on. I mean, that's Keypad. pretty much two Hold hours on. before first pitch. I'd like to think that we just do games daily from Giants Stadium. Can you imagine? Nobody's fun like that anymore. Do it on the big screen. What are you calling? Call the 21st Amendment. Oh, wow. Okay. Just get to the, get to the bottom Hello. of it, you know? Thank you for calling 21st Amendment Brewery at 563 Okay, hurry it up. <laughs> yeah, we know where you are. We are currently open seven days a week. Oh, Jesus. 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. 11 a.m. Indoor and outdoor dining. They want to open up earlier? Thank you, Mike. You don't think they open earlier for the, the ball game? I don't think so. Okay. This, like, I, like, oh, this isn't. <laughs> they started ringing at the end there. This isn't the playoffs. Sure. Or the World Series. I don't think they're going to 
on a Wednesday afternoon. <laughs> yeah, this is a not great season for just the Giants the, playing the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah, at a twelve forty-five. I'm just saying, I want to drink as long as I can. All right. Okay. All right. You understand? We'll We're not at work. Eleven. Are you going to keep a baby alive? <laughs> Are you going to be done by the third inning? Oh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> Everybody's got to help me remember to buy Ben a baseball cap. That's yeah. my goal tomorrow. Okay. okay. All right. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll remind you. And honestly, I'm, I'm proud of you of where you chose uh, where we're sitting uh, for, for Bleach tomorrow. Your bumps. Bleach your bumps. That, that's going to be the fun zone. You know? Oh, yeah. We know how to have fun out there. Oh, yeah. What's the weather like? Am I, I mean, I know it's on the bay. It'll be chilly. Is, are we expecting sun tomorrow downtown, Bear? It's going to be. I like how I asked Bear as, uh, as he, when's the oh, 21st of Evan open? What's the weather? Yeah. Bear, it's got it all. Uh, things, weirdly enough, I do pay attention to. Yeah. Um, it's going to be typical San Francisco weather, so it's going to be a bit cloudy. Maybe some, some sun pops through. But okay. Well, uh, that's going to have to be a, a wait and see type of game. So. I'm going to want that vitamin D on my skin. Yeah. Sometimes I just sit down on the staircase outside, in front of our in front of our yeah. home. I just sit on the staircase, let the sun. You have just... a backyard. What? No, but the backyard doesn't really get the sun that well fair, that fair much. Enough, yeah, enough, it, okay. it it does in the morning. You're just never awake. The morning. Ooh. You want to see something crazy for me? Let me see it. Look at that. Holy cow! You got That's a little. Right. Greg's got, got a, a little watch, I got a watch tan. Watch there. tan. That's what being a dad will do. To you you got to go to 19 playgrounds Look every at that. weekend. You can see it. Yeah, I will it. say I saw Greg in his full dad element over the weekend and it was it, really weird because yeah it was memorial day weekend i don't think anybody took a photo of me and my yeah and my my kf flip-flops now available yeah. on kind of funny.com oh, wow, yeah. the new the new flip-flops Reppin'. of course the slides then yeah my flowered shorts or no i was wearing the blue shorts and yeah. then i was wearing the flowered uh like hawaiian shirt and yes. then a ba- ball cap yeah you were out there grilling open the burgers. You had a t-shirt that said weird. like Gone fishing. Kiss the, co- kiss the cook. You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I was having a great time out there. Thanks for coming over, Barrett. Thanks for having me. It was Means a, a lot. Time. When was it? Someone from your house would come to my house. Yeah, it was. You, was your this? beautiful Sunday? wife, you came came on Sunday over yeah, for a little barbecue. Yeah, yeah. Met Sunday, Cole. fantastic. Met Cole, hung out. A whole bunch of you know. Kevin was oh, there. Paul was friends there. With Ben, yeah, they, they were playing fun little games. We had plenty of sun there. Sorry you couldn't come, Andy. Sorry. You I don't know there. if I heard about. Him. Huh? Well, this was, in the, it was in the meeting. It was yeah. in the, yeah, it was in the, the meeting. meeting. Yeah, the huh. meeting you come to every. You could have driven in with us, you know. Yeah, the believe thing, it or not, ladies Sundays. and gentlemen, it's Tuesday. Oh, I was at church. <laughs> I was at church, Greg. which means we haven't done a show since Friday. Yeah, which usually you wouldn't think so many bombastic, crazy things have happened. But I got a whole bunch for you, Mr. including bombastic. the fact that we're going to talk about these are the slides right there you need to get. Uh, including the talk, uh, the fact that the multiplayer for The Last of Us is in jeopardy right now. I want to talk about what it means for PlayStation Live services. We're going to talk about some Diablo reviews, some Street Fighter reviews, and so much more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you, what are you laughing at? A comment from Little Jacob that said, Women fear me, fish want me. <laughs> uh, that's a classic fucking grandpa shirt. Uh, n- nerdy news you know about. If you like that, of course, you should watch us record the show live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. Of course, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames and listening on podcast services around the globe each and every weekday of course if you like what we do here the shenanigans we have and the fun we have head on over to patreon.com slash kind of funny on patreon.com slash kind of funny you of course can get each and every episode of games daily ad free you can get a bevy of bonus content like greg way the next gen podcast and so much more and of course you could watch us record our podcast live as we record them like xcast this afternoon 
And if I'm right, kind of funny podcast this afternoon. I don't have the calendar open. I'm opening it up. We have a podcast. Up. Yeah, kind of funny podcast this afternoon. Two podcasts you get when they sign off of doing the streams that you get for free, of course, on Twitch and YouTube. You could immediately go to Patreon, get two podcasts recorded live as we record them. You get Great your times. whole Tuesday covered. You don't have to. What? Why are people paying for cable? We're on all the time. We're doing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, you you got a job you hate. Just watch our stuff. It's easy. Just do that while you do your Excel spreadsheets. Or what's that? You're at home. What are you going to watch while you eat? You going to talk to somebody? God knows you're not going to do that. Watch the content. Of course, if you want to support the content another free way, you can use the Epic Creator Code Kinda Funny when you're checking out of the Epic Game Store or making a purchase on your console in Fortnite, Rocket League, or etc. Uh, of course, some housekeeping for you. Remember, as I already said, no Kinda Funny Games Daily today, but... I'm sorry, no Kind of Funny Games Daily tomorrow. But XCast will post in the morning. It is recording this afternoon, meaning you could still write in to have your questions read to the one, the only, the busiest lady in the business, Andrea Renee, who's coming to XCast. And as if Snowbike Mike couldn't get any higher on the interview mountain. Phil Spencer knocking it out, killing it out there, interviewing you jabronis each and every day. Mm -hmm. Today, Rod Ferguson swinging by for a one-on-one interview with uh, Snowbike Mike to talk all things Diablo. So that's exciting. You get your questions in, of course, at kindoffunny.com slash xcast if you want to be part of that and have your questions read on the show. Of course, over on Patreon, there's a new Gregway going up because I put up a Gregway vlog every day. But there was a gigantic 20-minute Gregway that went up last week, so you should go get that. And then, of course, remember, after this, there will be, if you're watching on YouTube or the live stream, the 30-minute post-show where we do the little interstitial where Mike comes out, reads the super chats, and Andy answers a bunch of questions, and they bridge into the, you guys going to stream some kind of crazy video game. Thank you to our Patreon producer, Delaney Twining. Today, we're brought to you by BetterHelp, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Time for some news. Seven items on the, ba- the, 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 the Roper Report. <laughs> Does it? Sometimes the coffee just hits so good. I was going to ask, is it is it because I'm on the show? Are you nervous? No, it's the coffee. And oh. also, I got this thing where I'm having allergies today, and I didn't pop the Claritin before I left. Oh. And so I'm just struggling through not being able to I have Claritin. You want some? Yeah. I can go run and get okay. Claritin. Real quick, though, you mentioned in coffee, when we did our, our Mass Effect stream with Nick on Friday, yeah. it, there was like an hour stretch where, like, Kevin, God bless him, it was his birthday stream. I don't know if Kevin stopped talking that whole stream. I was like, man, Kevin is like very energetic. What the hell is happening with Kevin? Yeah. The stream ended and Kevin goes, man, that coffee really got me. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. That's why he was talking. We'll get a clarin for you. Okay, cool. You, you, you're, you're caught up on the Naughty Dog stuff. From I Friday. am. Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to set the stage before we have a conversation, ladies and gentlemen, of course, about what is going on at Naughty Dog and what it means for PlayStation Live services. But Friday after Kind of Funny Games Daily went off the air, we were all hanging around, bebopping, having a great time. And Naughty Dog put up the following statement on Twitter. The Last of Us fans. We know many of you have been looking forward to hearing more about our The Last of Us multiplayer game. We're incredibly proud of the job our studio has done thus far, but as development has continued, we've realized what is best for the game is to give it more time. Our team will continue to work on the project, as well as our other games in development, including brand new single play- including a brand new single-player experience. We look forward to sharing more soon. We're grateful to our fantastic community for your support. Thank you for your passion uh, for our games. Hold on. Thank you for our, your passion. The drugs got here. Uh, for our <laughs> games. It continues to drive us. Now, a bombshell, Andy. Okay? Everybody had come from this PlayStation showcase, myself included. Well, first off, going into it, 
Slam dunk, slam a jamma. Jo- I can't open this. You got to show me how to open it. Uh, slam j- j- dunk here from John Stockton, Mr. Tomahawk, right? That Last of Us multiplayer is going to be there. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed, no doubt about it. You get it too? You want to get some scissors? Oh, it's Zyrtec too. So here's the thing. I, w- I went to my backpack and I was like, never mind. I don't have medicine for Greg. Okay. And Joey overheard this and said, I have Zyrtec. Interesting. Because at my, at my uh, uh, barbecue, you didn't come to because you don't love me. Uh, Kevin wanted allergy medicine. He's like, Zyrtec man. I'm a Claritin man. And he's like, I won't take Claritin. But I'm not, I'm not afraid. I don't typical, know. Typical barbecues, people arguing about which side they're on. <laughs> Drink that in, big dog. Ah. Let the antihistamines. That's good. I like that a lot. Uh, this happens. This breaks out of the blue. Like I said, we had all been at the PlayStation Showcase and the lead up to it. We're guaranteed to see multiplayer. I was predicting like 10 minutes of it. Get deep in there. Show me what it's all about. Of course, why would Neil Druckmann lie to us last year at SGF? He said they would have more. They said they would do stuff. We were shocked it wasn't there. Then the wheels started turning. Well, maybe it'll be at SGF again. You know, Jeff already had them there once for a big Last of Us thing. Maybe it'll be there again, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, of course, then this comes out of the blue on Friday, and you're like, oh, my gosh, that's crazy. I guess they're trying to get in front of the SGF news. No, it turns out they were trying to get in front of the Jason Schreier article. Jason at Bloomberg writes, Sony Group Corp has slowed down development on an upcoming multiplayer game in its long-running The Last of Us video game series as the creators reassess its quality and long-term viability, according to four people familiar with the project. The team working on the game was scaled back after a recent evaluation, said the people, who asked not to be named because they weren't authorized to speak publicly. A small group remains on the project while the company reevaluates the direction. While the game has not been canceled, many of its developers have been moved to other projects. Following requests for comment from Bloomberg News, Naughty Dog, the Sony subsidiary working on the project, put out a statement on Twitter saying that, quote, we've realized what's best for the game is to give it more time, end quote. Of course, they said a lot more, but you see why this statement came up. Back to Jason. Naughty Dog has been developing the multiplayer title for at least four years. Started as a complimentary mode to The Last of Us Part Two, the single-player game released in 2020. But the creators grew ambitious and decided to make it into its own game, Naughty Dog said. Uh, Sony has invested heavily in, quote, games as a service, end quote, or video games designed to be monetized beyond their initial sales through ongoing purchases. As part of that push, it asked another of its video game studios, Seattle-based Bungie, to evaluate the games across its portfolio. Bungie raised questions about The Last of Us multiplayer's project ability to keep players engaged for a long period of time, which led to the reassessment. Now, you know, when there's something out there, and Jason Schreier's reporting on it. It's ironclad. That's something that's happening. That's industry news. But if you want to put it up to the real test, you go to Grub Snacks. Jeffrey Grubb from Giant Bomb, who on Twitter, as all this was happening, wrote, All I've heard about this game is that it looks a lot like a studio's first live service game, and that Naughty Dog wanted to do things its way, which maybe didn't bode well for factions. Andy, there are about 97 different ways I want to tackle this that we've wrestled with it. Of course, our friend San- Sancho West put up a YouTube video that was like, he's the biggest factions player fan we know. He put up a whole thing and basically begging Naughty Dog not to give up on it, to scale it back and make it more of what it was originally, not worry about the games. There's that. There's the fact that PlayStation's 12 last year. There's all these games as a service, online games we saw at the PlayStation Showcase, none of which looked all that great. Where do you want to begin, Andy? When you saw this news on Friday, where did it go and where are you right now on Tuesday? Where'd you come from? Where'd you go? Where did you come from, Andy? I Joe. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, I'm I'm glad the news came out. I'm glad that they are trying to be transparent with this. And again, it is kind of unfortunate that it comes on the heels 
of the big article from Jason Schreier, great reporting, Mr. Schreier, Shry Guy is what Nick Scarpino calls they him. They call him the Shry Guy. I don't know if Nick Scarpino and Jason have ever talked to each other, but Nick always calls him. It's one of those the Shry Guy. I, I do believe that you know Jason's come by and done enough with us that he's talked to Nick. Gotcha. However, I don't think he knows Nick. Like gotcha. I think it's like he's uh, he probably said hey in the office, but I doubt he understands anything Nick would say or do beyond the Nickisms. I, I doubt that Nick has realized that he has met Schreier. You know? Oh, yeah, oh, no yeah. way. Great point. Jason Schreier could walk in tomorrow, and Nick would be like, nice to meet you. How you doing? I'm Nick Scarpino. <laughs> I'd say, like... He does that to me, like, every week. <laughs> I'd say the, that uh, coming on the heels of this announcement from Naughty Dog, the thing I'm most concerned with, and the thing I have most questions about, is Grubb's little blurb here from Mr. Jeffrey Grubb. Mm-hmm. Read it again. About it being a... It looks like a studio's first live service game, which can mean a lot of things. That seems like... Maybe uh, it looks like a live service game back in the day before studios really had a handle on what made these games successful. Sure. And that's one thing. But then saying that Naughty Dog wanted to do things its way is a completely different statement. And I don't know if those two align super great. What I think it is, is basically I think it means that, that it doesn't look good. I think, you know, it looks a lot like a studio's first live service game. I think a lot of times you see decisions made that aren't going to pan out the whole way they want them to. Maybe it's a bit bare bones on the battle pass. Maybe this progression system isn't all that great, yada, yada, yada. And I think that plays into if what Jeff's saying is true, which usually is when he's heard stuff, right? Uh, then I want to do things its way would mean to me that rather than accept help or whatever, advice from whatever, mm. or, or look at industry trends, they're like, well, we're going to do it the naughty dog way, right? And they had said it from the top, right? Like, I think it was at the reveal last year at SGF that this was going to be a multiplayer game that still had the Naughty Dog storytelling part of it, right? And I feel as we have, I mean, the streets are lined with the bodies of these games as a services that have tried to do this and have been closed up shop in six months, a year, if they're lucky, right? I feel like that's what they're talking about is that you're getting in here and you're not seeing necessarily the best practices. Maybe it's content light. Maybe it's just not hitting in the way they want it to. You know, I think when we were talking about, or it was in Sancho's video that you should all go check out. Cause we love Sancho. Of course uh, he was talking in there of like, you know, Oh, you know, and then last of us part two comes out and everybody loves the combat and the action and the, the gameplay of it. And then you, you start to dream of that being implemented in factions. Maybe that's not even possible, right? Because last of us factions, or I'm sorry, last of us part two's combat is so amazing. Can you translate that to a multiplayer game and how many people? And if you lose some of that, are you losing what makes it special? And is it Herky? Is it jerky then? Yeah, I, I guess when I see Naughty Dog wanted to do things its way, that means to me extremely high budget, sure. crazy big production levels when it comes to cutscenes and acting and yeah. like everything being mo-capped and maybe not uh, thinking money first, which I think sure. like sure. That, that's kind of just the nature of, live, of games as live services that you have to... Look, these devs want to make the best fun experience possible, but you also have to be thinking about what will what will be best for the long-term health of this game. What will make us the most money without it seeming, you know, super predatory in a lot of ways. And that's what I think a lot of these live service games have to consider when they're being made. Um, I... Uh, our friend James Davis, James Davis makes on Twitter, yep. who worked uh, for a bit at Naughty Dog, tweeted out, "From what I've seen, it's going to be really good. You just, y'all just got to be patient, because uh, he uh, had some eyes on it there at the studio there sure. at Naughty Dog. That uh, I f- and he w- his tweet wasn't the only one that seemed a bit excited for it. And like it, it's weird because when this news comes out, it does seem very doom and gloom. It does seem like 
hey, this because this statement is out, don't be surprised if this thing eventually gets shut down or isn't or releases in a state that isn't necessarily what you were wanting it to be. And I think seeing a lot of uh, a couple of tweets around the internet from I think like current and former Naughty Dog devs, yeah, I don't feel like those tweets would have come out anyway if there wasn't some sort of confidence in this. Um, I think that what so you're talking about the response tweets to this news, yes, okay. to this news and being like, hey, we've seen it. Y'all are going to enjoy it. Like, just be patient with, with the development time. I think that it's still going to come out. I'm not of the mind that it is going to be eventually canceled. I'm still of the mind that it will release eventually. In what state? In what year? That's just, like, that could be a completely different thing for me right now. That's one thing that I cannot even... I cannot picture this game being released and, like... Because I think it's just been this sort of fabled story for sure. so long... That when it eventually does release, I'm just wondering what's the state going to be, how much monetary uh, monetization systems are, are going to be implemented in it. What's what's it going to look like? You know, I think to talk specifically about this, and of course, we're only knowing what's being reported. We're not behind the scenes, yada yada yada. My knee jerk reaction when I saw the statement, I didn't tweet initially. Where I was like, I don't want to be doom and gloom. And then Shry's report is when I did quote tweet. I was like, we're never going to see this game. I don't think we'll ever see this game. I think uh, I could be wrong, and I'm wrong all the time, as you know. I know no inside information on this. It's just if I was a betting man, I would bet this never comes to be because when you start pulling people off the project and bringing the team smaller, sure, you're bringing it smaller to try to, all right, let's focus, let's find the fun, let's figure out what we're trying to do here. But I think if they're already if they're doing that after four years of working on the game or whatever, I think it's going to be incredibly hard to find that, and I think eventually you're going to go, look, it just isn't worth this, let alone I do wonder and worry what PlayStation internally is feeling right now about their games as a service, live service, whatever you want to call it, push, right? This has been a big talking point for them. You know, Jim Ryan, of course, infamously, we have, you know, a dozen games that are going to be games as a service. Uh, last week or two weeks ago, we saw that thing where it was like, what, what was it? Kind of funny.com slash you're wrong. Go ahead and give me the exact 60%? Thing. 60% by 2026, I think it was, right? Was When it was, 60% of their revenue was going to be, uh, or uh, budget was going to be towards live service games. And then you look at the PlayStation Showcase, and I do not think Marathon, Fair Games, Concord, I don't think they turned heads in terms of people going, I can't fucking wait. Right, it. I think what I think that this has been a whole cart before the horse thing on so many levels. But if we're just talking strictly about games and making your audience, the PlayStation audience, who has pushed you to be the number one console for play, or and I know uh, Switch and stuff, but you know what I mean for PlayStation Four, PlayStation Five, because of single player, triple A games, these stories, these narratives. That's our focus. If you're trying to convince them that you can do live services, I would have said nothing about the investment in it for the long time. I, and this is in a perfect world, obviously. I would have debuted with The Last of Us, Factions, whatever you're calling it, and see how we're merging single-player stories with an online world. Look at this awesome shit we're doing. And then say, hey, you know what? We're so impressed in here with what we see going on out there in the game escapes that we want are committed to doing 12 of these uh, online services games. We're doing this, we're doing that, we're pushing that. It's that idea of to have it go completely opposite. If you say that, you irk the audience. They're like, wait, what do you mean? It's then me being like, why? They can't mean that they're all going to be competitive shooters, that they're all going to be this thing. Then the showcase comes, there is no factions, and there is marathon fair games in Concord. And you can toss Helldivers in there too if you really want to. It's like... 
okay. Like, I don't, you know, and we'll put foam stars in there too. It's like, what? Like, yeah, there was that great joke tweet that went around of like, we're already turning everything <laughs> off the, we're already turning off the <laughs> servers for foam stars because we know nobody cares. It's like, damn, like, this is not inspiring me to have confidence in what they're doing over there. And I wonder then behind the scenes if they are like, no, we got this, or if there is a, hey, fuck, hold on. What are we doing? Like, because again, maybe, and I'm not trying to talk shit. Maybe Fair Games from Haven is awesome. Maybe Concord uh, from Firewalk is great. I'm not saying these games aren't going to be that, but these teaser trailers did not, like, especially Fair Games to double back to it. Looks like, oh man, is this Watch Dogs? Oh man, is this the way? It's like, it's, oh, it's just, okay, it's this thing. We're doing this thing. Okay. Yeah, I think the, and we spoke about it after that conference and after that reaction. Uh, I, I didn't, I certainly don't expect the temperature on this to turn that quickly. Um, because in that moment, you're seeing all these games get announced. And again, it's a bunch of games that by no means are bad. Yeah, of course. These games can come out much, and but the problem. Guess what? Rumbleverse wasn't bad. Yeah. And guess what? Knockout City was fucking great. Yeah. Like that. That's that's the issue here. It's not even that. Like, oh man, this game looks like shit. That's not the argument. These games just look like games. Yeah. They do not look like Sony first party games. Sony first party games. A PlayStation Studios game right now is a prestige title. It has something you look at. You go, oh, I get it. I see it. I see the money. I see why this is the exclusive. This is why I buy the box. I did not get that from Fair Games concept trailer. Don't get me wrong. Again, maybe the game drops and I'm like, oh, I totally get it. I see what's up. But Yeah, again, a lot of these games might get released and may not be bad at all. They all may be very, very good games that just cannot find the player base because I just don't think that that's why people are buying PlayStations. 100%. Andy. You are buying PlayStations for that premier first-party experience. Third, uh, you know, over-the-shoulder, third-person grandiose adventure or you're buying it to play 2k or call of duty sure or the or usual like or the, yeah. the the games as a service you're already locked into yeah this is why these games are failing right not the playstation games but knockout city rumble versus etc yeah in the same way that it is so difficult to pry away an android user from their android or an iphone user from their iphone it's the same way it is to people are so invested in these ecosystems they have given so much money to fortnite and to Call of Duty, and I've given so much money to Valorant, you know, and Overwatch, and, like, we are stuck in those ecosystems that it's really hard to pry these people away and show them a brand-new area that they will not only be playing games with, but almost kind of living in for the next two to three years. Like, that is a big ask. We are not asking them to try out a single-player experience that's going to last for 12 to 15 hours. We're asking them to change their whole lives around and like, no, check out this old, yeah, we know you're really enjoying that one big adventure game or that big multiplayer game with all your friends, but come check this experience out. That's like such a gigantic ass that I just don't know if the industry is like at that point yet. And when you are going to make that ask, you're making an ask and you have to have a commitment from a studio behind it and not a publisher. I assume it's yeah. a studio, a publisher behind it, right? And PlayStation is a big company. It is a big brand. And I think that it's not without side the realm of possibilities that they made this pivot thinking they were going to do this and the industry shifted and it, it is showing it is kind of rejecting that idea that we need more of these and it's especially hard for a new ip to walk into that thing and do that right so again is fair games going to be great is concord going to be great is marathon which isn't a new thing but for many people will be a new yeah game. like is that going to be enough to pull you away from what you're playing like right now like 
We are on the verge of Diablo 4. We'll talk about reviews in a little bit, right? But I cannot fucking wait. And that is already coming with concessions of like, cool. I'm in my head, like, I'm not playing Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, this re- game that I have for review. Sure, that's pretty good. The, well, no, I, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm playing it right now. You know what I mean? But yeah. I'm going to play Diablo. Like, in my head, I'm like, I got, I want to play Diablo, so I'm just going to play Diablo. And it's like, well, I'm going to put that review on the back burner. And da, da, da. That's the same people, conversation people have to have when they are like, well, I've already bought the Battle Pass in Fortnite, and I've already done this much and all. But every still drop in Warzone, that's where my friends are. I want to go do that, blah, blah, blah. I just don't know how much room there is for these games to enter. And when they do enter, if this is tip of the sword, for PlayStation Live services, right? And they don't set the world on fire and they don't find that player base. As a PlayStation, okay, cool. What do you do about the other nine that you have coming down the pipe, right? Like, where do you go with that? What do you do with that? And I think that that's going to be back to why I think one of the reasons, possibly, and I could totally be wrong, obviously, that Naughty Dog won't end up doing Last of Us multiplayer is I think you have that small team working on it, trying to find the fun, doing all these things, and then these games start hitting and they do not deliver. And yeah, there's the argument, of course, we're Last of Us, blah, blah, blah. But then it also goes to the point of, we're Last of Us. We are inarguably, right now in 2023, the most important brand for PlayStation. HBO, the games, where, I mean, you, you're Naughty Dog. You can't miss. And so you can't come out with a multiplayer game that's fine. You cannot come out with a multiplayer game that, as Jeff Grubb says, is a studio's first live service. It feels like a first live service thing. You can't do that, right? Because yeah. then you, f- you hurt the IP. You hurt everything else. And I think this is an interesting question. Of course, you can write in to be free or for free on kindofunny.com slash KFGD. The coffee is hitting today. <laughs> Zyrtec is popping. <laughs> All right. Uh, but Gresick wrote in for free, like I said. It said, do you think it's wise the projects are being filtered through Bungie? My concern is that it could generate a lot of resentment within Sony Studios if Bungie has the authority to effectively cancel other studios' projects. Thanks for all you do. If I don't, if you don't mind me going first, Andy. No, I don't. I don't mind. I do not think it's a concern that that's happening. That is why PlayStation bought Bungie. You buy Bungie for Destiny, for the talented team, but for their expertise and. More than anything, right now as we sit here, I'm like, I can't believe it wasn't a state of play. Oh, my God. I can't believe they're shrinking it down. Oh, my God. I would much rather this be the narrative and the story than the game coming out and being a seven. And be like, ah, oh, it, was, it was whatever. It sucked. It didn't live up to what Factions was. It fucked up monetization. Cheap spinoff. Yeah, blah, blah. It, you know, it crashed. It didn't run. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I would much rather it be this. And from what my understanding is of game development, the conversations I've been a part of from the outside and stories I've been told really, I think brings it to a, uh, uh, I always try to bring it to our world and both your world as well of what, you know, from creative endeavors. And what I would think here is that this isn't ever, nobody else I think walked away from that. was like, this is a 10 out of 10. We crushed this high fives all around. And then Bungie came in and was like, no, Right. I think Bungie probably came in and said a lot of stuff. A lot of people already knew some stuff they didn't know. And then, of course, has the expertise to say, yo, we've been doing Destiny for quite a while now. And we have fucked up quite a few times. And this is a problem. That's a thing. And this is the thing done. And I think, I think there were probably a lot of more cracks in there that isn't it. And if it is that idea of, like, do you think this could lead to resentment within Sony Studios? I mean, people are people. Everybody has their own thing and their own emotions and their own feelings about it. My hope and I think PlayStation's goal would be tough shit if it does. Like, this is a business. We are making something here. You know, I I remember in journalism school when 
we would write our you know articles or whatever and then get them thrown up i'm so old get thrown up on the uh what you, the projector right you know what i mean they put them up there transparency yeah exactly yeah. right they put them up there and then go through and red line them and eat and it was like thinking like, you got to beat out of you pretty quick of being like oh man like I'm awesome and I can't believe this person's pointing out my flaw. Like, no, no, this is what it is. And so if it is that you've brought in a team that knows what they're doing, I would say, it. I mean, I know for a fact it's gone the other ways with PlayStation Studios that I won't name of they get to see another studio's games and they redline what they didn't like. And granted, those are usually single player things or whatever, but like that happens. That's collaboration. According to PlayStation, that's the power of being a PlayStation studio, right? Is that you share tech and you share expertise. I think it's great that Bungie is doing this because they are trying to get in there and not have it be that this feels none of a PlayStation first party online game should not feel like it's their first time doing this. It should feel like this is a premier experience from PlayStation. Yeah, I totally agree that I think Bungie has the sauce to be saying what's going to work and what doesn't. I, uh, uh, I'm a, on the other side of things on the flip side. I do think that um, I was listening to an episode of the besties where right. Justin McElroy mentioned Ooh. Just some guy. Just oh, McElroy from the Oreo Ration <laughs> videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember him. Yeah. I remember him. Uh, Justin McElroy mentioned that uh, the reason why this podcast is still going around is because we started so early. When you get in the ground floor of these things, you, that helps extend the viability of your product, and that extends the life of your thing, and people just sort of bought into that. And I think Destiny started at a time where it's a similar story. For that sure despite all of their fuck-ups, you ask any hardcore Destiny fan of Destiny is a good game, and they will tell you no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the, the amount of times that I have, like, glowed about Destiny because I got back into it after several years off, and people are like, are you crazy? This is wrong, and this is wrong, and this It's like, well, it's your life, so you see all the issues with it. You ask any hardcore fan, like, there's, there's no reason why Destiny should still be a live service game and functioning in the way that it still is and as popular as it is sure. with the amount of people that talk shit about it. Sure. But it's still popular for a reason. And they, you said it perfectly, they know what makes a live service game work. And they know that all these studios are trying to compete, not necessarily for your dollars, but for your attention. Time, and man. it is retention. And it is trying to keep you in their world for as long as possible. And they have the hooks to do that. And that couldn't have, I'm sure that wasn't a very pleasant meeting for Bungie to be like, hey, here's our honest opinion about the state of what The Last of Us factions or multiplayer looks like right now at this moment. Greg, if it were me, hey, Andy, you're CEO. You're the CEO of Sony Multiplayer. Sure. Wow, CEO Multiplayer. Thank you. Thank you, by the way, for the title, for the, uh, the promotion. You've really earned it. You've really, Thank you. Know, you. Um, you're streaming out there. You got the chops. You know what's up. If I can just wave the magic wand, the magic CEO wand. Yeah. We get a Last of Us multiplayer game. Thank you, Barrett, for the <laughs> for audio listeners. Barrett's naming me. Right CEO. now, just yeah, there it is. Andy, CEO, multi, CEO Sony multiplayer, multiplayer gamer. Um, I would make a Division Two like experience for the Last of oh, Us. Yeah, and that's what I thought. It looked like we were getting. I was so excited. Um, and then all the other multiplayer stuff. Proud of you all. You all are doing a great job out there. We're going to give you nice severance packages. <laughs> <laughs> Proud of y'all. Y'all are doing a great, a great job out there. And again, the, the thing that I always think about when watching that PlayStation conference is like, we have friends that work at Firewalk Studios. Did I say it right? I said Fire Sprite last time. Yeah, you said it right. I mean, that's a studio too that we also have. Friends. We have friends that work at Firewalk. And, and I'm sure this game is going to be completely great. But dropping a teaser trailer with the name Firewalk Studios like does nothing. 
You drop that studio it's trailer imagery, and it says from the makers of Horizon Forbidden West and Forbidden Dawn, and this is the Horizon multiplayer game. Yeah, this yeah. is the Monster Hunter style multiplayer game that we have kind of talked about in the past, and we said that we are working and developing one. Like the the two multiplayer experiences should be based on popular IP, IP that you already have. Premier IP, and it should be the Monster Hunter experience, and it's Horizon Bidden West, and you and your friends are going out to hunt dinos, take their uh, fucking robot body parts, fusing them to your. I'm just thinking like Tears of the Kingdom you're now, but you're, you're taking those pieces and making them and upgrading yourself, and then also on the flip side of that, that's more of the Destiny Division Two like experience, but it's. You are a survivor in this post-apocalyptic yeah. world. And it could very much be, you know, again, as much shit as people talk about The Walking Dead going on forever and ever and ever and ever. There's a reason why Tales of the Walking Dead pops out. And sure. it's still, like, a popular thing because people are familiar with that IP and just want more of that IP. 100%. Yeah, Thank yeah, you, 100%. CEO uh, Andy you Cortez. It, I'm signing out. I'm retiring right now. Well, it's interesting too that you know. Can you put retired bear? Thank you, retired CEO. Damn, fuck, he went on a top. It's interesting, you know. We say all this, and again, to Grezik's question of being like, "Oh, is Bungie the end all be all or whatever?" If that was true, which I don't believe, it is encouraging as we sit here going like, "Well, what the fuck are all these other games that those are passing these checks?" There are checks, I guess, with Concord, with fair games, yeah. with, with, you know, that people are like seeing at least the IP idea and going, okay, cool. Again, how far are they in development? What will they actually be? Da, da, da. Maybe that's when you could see, you know what? Haven Studios is going to make this a smaller team and get onto a different game and do whatever. But like, it's a fascinating time right now. And it's not scary because who cares? We just get video games no matter what. But it is the thing of like, shit, like. You wanted to, you, the only way any of this works is when you feel like you have a vision, right? I always talk about Xbox, right? We, uh, there was just a great X cast that went up with the one, the only Ryan McCaffrey from IGN talking about the Xbox One, right? And talking about, hey, this is how they fucked up that announcement and whatever it was. And I always talk about the Xbox One's major fuck up was that nobody believed in the vision. If I, if X, I, I always want to live in that alternate reality where Xbox believed in that vision and everybody rebuffed the TV and the Kinect and the always online DRM and they were like, no, we're ahead of our time, and you're going to see. We're going to prove to you this is awesome. We're at that moment already, it feels like, with PlayStation Live services, where I don't know about this. Such a fast turnaround. <laughs> and you want to believe that PlayStation behind the scenes is like, no, no, we got this. We got this. And here we are, and it's like, you are not making great first impressions. So these games, when you show them, need to come out and be like, this is why we exist. This is what this is. This is how we're doing it and not fucking up. And this is, you know, again, back to Jeff Grubb about Naughty Dog's project, right? It looks a lot like a studio's first live service game. Guess what Haven's first game is going to be? It's, it's that studio's first live service game. Right? Yeah. And, I, you know, it's multiplayer or whatever. But, like, there's a lot of questions about where we're going with all this stuff, and I'm fascinated to see how they get answered. I'd say Marathon is, uh, again, probably the best bet for any of these four. Um, sure. And with it's, Bungie doing it, yeah. And it's legitimately one of the ones that I'm more excited about. Because not only of Bungie's insane art style and their their art direction just cons consistently blows me away. And it wasn't until playing Destiny 2 again that people are going, yeah, we've been saying this, dog. Like, we've been playing Destiny for a while. Sure. And uh, now you're kind of finally seeing the greatness that this team can do. With Marathon, though, Marathon seems to be the first kind of... This is a game based on extraction multiplayer, which is a game that is not super accessible in the world of Tarkov 
You, you need a PC to play Escape from Tarkov, and that's but like... But what the, about Rainbow Six Extraction? Di oh, different Extraction, though. Different right. Extraction game. What about, uh, what about uh, Division Dark Zone? I mean, uh, Rainbow Six Extraction is called Extraction, but it's not an Extraction game, I wouldn't say. I mean, it's in say. the title, you know? It's more of like a PvE kind of multi. You're right. You're right, though, Greg. You're right. I'm fucking, I'm fucking, I'm fucking, I'm fucking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I'm excited to see, in the similar way that we talk about uh, how Blizzard's first survival multiplayer game leaked yeah they talked about yeah, their yeah, war yeah. and it's like i'm excited to see what a triple a look at this genre can be not saying that tarkov's is not it's just of like course. that's a very tough game to get into and that has like a really high barrier of entry and i'm excited to see what bungie's take on this can be with all of that budget with all of that talent behind it what can they do uh with that sort of because, you know, me and Mike played the Cycle Frontier, which the is like you create your little character. There's a hub world. Yeah. And then you go onto the world and it's like, I don't want to risk a lot of this good loot I have. I'm going to go out and just try to, you know, pick and, you know, take yes. little cool little items from maybe that one building that I saw. And if I die, whatever, I have like shitty items with me anyway. But it's just like that sort of risk of risk reward thing that makes those extraction titles really exciting. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um uh, like it's stuff that you, how do I want to exist into this world and how will Bungie help make this experience feel like a really well thought out well designed experience sure Ladies I want to play that game which one the, one, the thought marathon. out well, marathon yeah, it's marathon. thought out well or just in general you want to play it I want to play it okay cool that's cool Cool colors. You know, it's a good thought out thing. It's patreon.com slash kind of funny over on patreon.com slash kind of funny. You of course can get a bevy of bonus episodes, including the daily vlog, Greg way kind of feudy and so much more. Of course you could get sometimes exclusive merch, sometimes fun things. You get your name right on the show. You get a whole bunch of stuff, but most importantly for right now, you can get the show ad free, but you're not there on patreon.com slash kind of funny. So here's a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself. I know this from experience, how often it just seems easier to care about others and to keep it moving. But when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burnt out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Some of my very best friends use BetterHelp and love how helpful it can be for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash kind of funny today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash kind of funny. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. 
That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Somehow, it's only story number two, ladies and gentlemen. The Diablo 4 review embargo is up. We have your roundup. As of me building the document a few minutes ago, Metacritic was at an 88. We go to IGN where I got a 9 from Travis Northup, who writes... Diablo 4 is a stunning sequel with near-perfect endgame and progression design that makes it absolutely excruciating to put down. The story is a pretty big disappointment despite still being a noticeable improvement over Diablo 3, and there are some annoying bugs that need squashing. But the combat, the loot game, and both the sights and sounds of the world are impressive enough to smooth over those rough edges. Diablo 4 takes the strategy of refining things the series already did so well rather than giving it a more substantial overhaul, and that careful and reverent path has shaped this massive sequel in one of the most polished ARPGs ever created. That's an action RPG if you didn't know. Mm. Which makes slicing through the legions of damned a hell of a good time. Forbes gave it a nine as well. Paul Tassi writes, uh, though in theory, an end game playthrough of Diablo 4 is probably 100 to 200 hours across a larger span of classes. Oh my God. I feel like I can judge what I've seen. My impressions are overwhelmingly positive based on what I've experienced so far. From the map to the gameplay to the new systems to even the story, which I was not expecting. Blizzard really seems like they've nailed this, and I'm going to say the only way this will be poorly received at launch is if technical issues kill people's ability to play. But once it gets rolling, yes, I think you're going to like Diablo 4. Meanwhile, Alessandro Barboso over at GameSpot gave it an 8 and said, Diablo 4 at this time cannot escape comparison to the past of, its franchi- uh, past of the franchise it belongs to. But it's thankfully a game that has been crafted with a strong awareness of what made each one either revered or reviled. It represents a measured approach to the combining of many elements from previous entries that worked into a system that feels like a new standard bearer for action role-playing. Coupled with a new benchmark for storytelling in the franchise and a solid narrative foundation for any potential new adventures, it's easy to see Diablo 4 as something I'll regularly check in on for a long time to come. Andy. We don't write the words here, but we say them a lot. And over on YouTube.com slash games, And, of course, the Gamescast podcast feed right now, you can get our Diablo 4 review. It is myself, Joey, and Mike gushing about it. I am so freaking excited to get back to Diablo 4, Andy. I mean, it, it broke my heart with you saying that you're putting Tears of the Kingdom down. Like, yeah. That, that really feels like I, I need to put down this gigantic game of the year for this other gigantic game yeah. of the year. And when I see numbers like 100 to 2 hours, like that's, oh my God. That's end game stuff. You don't have to do it. But like what I think is interesting about it, especially from Paul, who of course, but yeah, this this exchange we all had uh, <laughs> between uh, me, Joey, and Mike wanting to play Diablo, right? Um, yeah, 
That's what is interesting to look at it through the lens of what we just talked about with live services, right? When I say that I was talking about I'm going to put down Zelda, I'm going to put off this review I need to work on, it's because I really do feel like Diablo is going to be, at least for a while, my destiny, my division. You remember how into the division I was and how I grinded on that forever. Dare I say it, my Avengers of like, Holy sh- don't say I, that. <laughs> I love Diablo so much. If you haven't watched our review yet and you the reviews here didn't kind of give it away, Paul's talked about it a little bit. We were playing in basically a beta version of the final game where it was just us on servers. Uh, it's If you played on PC, they gave you an account for it and then they took it away. If you played on console like I did, we had a special executable. So my progress doesn't carry over. We all start from scratch. We're all waiting to play. It all turned off on Friday. And it is that idea that I am bummed out by that because, of course, all weekend long, all I wanted to play was Diablo. I was just jonesing for it, jonesing for it. So I had to settle for a Zelda, you know, yeah. fucking amazing game. Uh, but now to get back into it and restart, like, I really do feel this is going to be a game I come back to over and over and over again. And it'll be that thing, even in a different way, because Fortnite, I do that with, but I don't vibe the same way I vibe with the Diablo, a PvE game, right? Like, I feel like with the seasonal content they're dropping, the amount of stuff in here, the characters, the dungeons, the way they reward you with progress, like, I cannot fucking wait for Thursday. One thing I don't like, I'll tell you this. I'm going to be very open and honest Please with you. Please tell me. Who is it? I don't like that you're a fucking rogue. Okay? I'm a rogue. I can't, but, okay, so you're you want to get into it. You you're get a barbarian, it. okay? But I, I, I do want to roll a bar- barbarian for sure this time around. But what I want you to know is like what I love about this, and we go into it in great depth in the review, is the way the skill tree works in Diablo 4. And I know you've, you played the beta, yeah. right? Yeah. So like, I don't know how much you got to see, but it is that idea that like Joey's rogue plays nothing like my rogue because she invested. I, I'm running poison. She was running shadow. She was running caltrops. I was running just bow and arrow. Like caltrops, good word. Yeah, it is really. Yeah. You can really you get in there and really do make these characters, and that's uh, that was what I kept coming back to in our review where I was like, I've listened to the marketing material for Diablo, right? And it always is like ah, at the end, end game we want you to feel different, blah, blah blah. And like this is your character's journey, and it holy shit, it really is. It really works that way where I do really feel like I'm having a personalized ARPG experience. American RPG. <laughs> American RPG. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm very excited. He's I was, not the CEO of Rogues. We didn't agree to that. Thank you. Thank you, Bert. I'm. I was very bummed out and uh, disinterested in the way that this preview period worked. Um, the review period. Yeah, the review yeah. period yeah, of, of losing all of your progress. And I, I'm glad that you all were willing to sort of. Uh, the bullet for you. Yeah, to bite that bullet because not only do you all love that game and you all have more of a past with Diablo. Sure. Um, as I've said before, Diablo 3 was never necessarily my jam and I didn't think 4 was going to really do that for me. But all these beta periods and playing with friends, um, I I see it. I see the magic in it now. Yeah. And I tried 3 and it just wasn't really working for me for whatever reason. May, may have just been a wrong place, wrong time sort of thing. Will it be the wrong place, wrong time thing again with Tears of the Kingdom out and me still like slowly playing this until two in the morning? And this every is night. again what we're talking about from story number one of like, okay, cool. Like you right, imagine we're right now, time. fucking foam stars came out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Think about it, the community it would be able to foster as people are either super into Zelda or about to be super into Diablo or super into Street Fighter, which is number three on our oh, r- wow. report here. Street Fighter, uh, uh, Street Fighter Six's review is. Uh, Street Fighter 6's review embargo is up as well. We have the roundup. Over on Metacritic, this has a 92. GameSpot gave it a 9. Jason Finelli writes, I can't get enough of Street Fighter 6. It's been my last thought when I go to bed and my first thought when I wake up. It has a beautifully constructed fighting system, but also offers modes that take the game very seriously and, in other cases, not seriously at all. 
There are some small issues with performance in World Tour, but none of those are enough to derail the overall package. God damn it. I'm, why, why do I lose? The, why am I not the CEO of Oreos? That's just insulting. There's a lot of things. That's mean. Uh, uh, but there are some small issues of performance in World Tour. But none of those are enough to derail the overall package. With the releases of new, a new Tekken and Mortal Kombat games, it very much feels like we're in a new golden age of fighting game genre. Thankfully, Street Fighter VI steps into the arena looking good and fighting fit. Over at IGN, it also got a 9, Mitchell Saltzman writes, Street Fighter games are always benchmark moments for the 2D fighting game genre. What? What are you laughing at? Just thinking about it. I'm thinking about how Mike the other day told me that he met Hip Hop Gamer and Hip Hop Gamer asked him to do a Hadouken on camera with him and Mike didn't know what a Hadouken was. Mike. <laughs> he was like, I don't know what the hell a Hadouken was. And he was like, what do you mean? It's Hadouken Street Fighter. I was like, I don't know, man. So when we did it, I just went, ah. <laughs> But Street Fighter VI feels extra special. The drive system. A video, like a second video. The drive system is an incredible addition to the fighting mechanics that gives you a veritable Swiss Army knife of options and meter management decisions right from the start of every single round. The starting roster is the best Street Fighter has ever seen. Its online netcode uh, through three betas has been impeccable so far, and the number of smaller details that it nails right out of the gate is unprecedented. It's so good that even the poor story and extremely slow progression of the single-player world tour amounts to only a jab's worth of damage on its metaphorical health bar. Whether, you, whether you're completely new to street fighting games or a seasoned vet, Street Fighter VI is a must-play. And finally, our friend and host from Friday, Jordan Midler, uh, gave it a 5 out of 5 on VGC and said, Street Fighter VI is an incredibly confident and joyous fighting game. The roster is varied and vibrant, and the changes to the fighting engine make the game the epitomes uh, Oh, I'm sorry. Make, make for the, a game that epitomizes the easy-to-learn, difficult-to-master adage. Street Fighter VI would be a great game with just that, but throwing the incredibly impressive world tour and the strides made to help players take their first steps into a more competitive side of the game, and it's an amazing package. This is a tough one for me, Greg. Another review that's up right now as P.S. I Love You XOXO with Tim, Blessing, Khalif. That's it. Okay, cool. Uh, YouTube.com slash games and the P.S. I Love You podcast services i i feel like more than anything this game is one of those that requires your time if you're going to want to eventually compete sure and get a ranking and you know do the usual stuff that you do in fighting games but it's not as approachable as hey let's set up the switch and play four player smash you know like yeah. It, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's in a different league and it's interesting to see this game get released uh online today right like with this era that we're living in um and i know street fighter 5 isn't that old but i feel like the way that sort of um the gaming industry moves and the way that the gaming community moves that sure. it's it's releasing a different era right now that i i wonder how much it's going to grab from the non-fighting game fans um and I say that, and Tekken 7 still sells, like, you know, 12 million copies or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. these are still very, very popular games, but I feel like it's definitely tougher to try to get into a game like this as opposed to a multiplayer game that's also asking and begging for your time. Sure. I feel like fighting games are such a specific genre where you're either into them or you're not into them. And they always add these things that are gateways, I think, to get people more into them. But I think for people like me, I'm just... I'm just like, oh, I'm not a fighting game guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and they, oh, but there's simpler inputs in this. I'm like, well, 
I still just don't vibe with that. And back in the day, you know, me and my friends at sleepovers doing Mortal Kombat or whatever. Hell yeah, that was awesome. But I, there's that. Then there's that gulf, like you're talking about, right? Where the super casual you're fighting with your friends to, hey, I want to go play the best people online or something. How do you fill that? Yeah, like it, it, hopping onto casual matches, you're you're still very much alone in that you're playing as yourself against just randos. You aren't having like a a sort of party environment. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, unless I just want to play one v one against Blessing, and get my ass whipped for two hours straight. Nobody wants like, to do that. yeah, nobody wants to do that. I hate hanging out Blessing. But I did get get into sort of creating my character and checking out how the the World oh, yeah? War aspect of it worked. Um, it seems it seems fun enough. It seems engaging enough in like talking to these these different NPCs and making your character look all wacky and stuff, um, and talking to different characters during the these cutscenes. I just don't know if it, there's enough there, especially with everything else out right now. Yeah, I think it'll appeal to that audience, but I know For that me, audience is going to be bigger than ever, so we'll yeah. see. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see that and Diablo this year in terms of sales and numbers, right? Because Street Fighter obviously always does big, but then the fact that it's everywhere and you know there's so many new people for it. And then Diablo, what I talked about in the review was I was shocked by how many people wrote in on the show and like 90% of the questions were, this is going to be my first Diablo. Like they've only heard about yeah. it. They didn't play Diablo 3, and I think this is going to be such a great one to jump into. More than anything, I'm excited to see the competitive aspect of Street Fighter Six, like the actual like Evo like type Evo fights, people yeah. when they do amazing things out there. Mm-hmm. Sure, but what, another thing I'm excited about is Metal Gear Solid Delta. We have a little bit of news for it uh, from Twitter over there. Uh, Metal Gear Solid MGN uh, put up a tweet where they translated an IGN article. It reads like this. News. IGN Japan has asked Konami directly some questions surrounding Metal Gear Solid Delta. They have confirmed. Number one, according to Konami, director Hideo Kojima and Yoji Shinkawa are not involved in the remake. Number two, regarding whether or not there will be further remakes in the series, he received a positive answer saying, quote, we will consider it while listening to the voices of our customers, end quote. And number three, regarding the development of the remake version, it seems that the development team of Konami is at the center and, as rumored, the Singapore studio Virtuous uh, is also cooperating. So I think number three... Okay, not that surprising, but good to have some stuff. Number two, of course, we'll see what the people say and how they much makes money. And then number one, not surprising, but heartbreaking. No Shinkawa, no Kojima. I had read this wrong earlier <laughs> and got so excited. For you thought it, it was? I, I saw like, I didn't see the Hideo Kojima part, but I saw Yoji Shinkawa is involved. And I, I really, really kind of freaked out a little bit. But yeah, I mean, it's not surprising. It doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt any less, though. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, and I still want to see what Kojima's response to it will be. If he's doing Death Stranding stuff at SGF, does he throw a little bit of shade? You know, Je- Jeff, Jeff will do it. Maybe Je- that'll, Jeff will just key, key up uh, Kojima to talk about Death Stranding too, and then Jeff will deliver the blow. You don't think it'll be one of those trailers similar to when, uh, when Sam Porter Bridges got into the box and got out of the box? And was like, you know, not right now, different time sort of thing. You don't think we'll get, you know, Kojima will always put up like something about words, Delta. Words, yeah, yeah. Delta line through it, yeah. Delta. He's smarter than me. That's why. Number five on the Roper Report. There's some PlayStation Project Q rumors to bring you up to speed on. Tom Henderson at Insider Gaming reports. If you're unaware, Insider Gaming exclusively reported in early April details on the new handheld. Of course, I'm joining the article in progress. Project Q is the remote play handheld that debuted at PlayStation Showcase, in which all the details came to fruition. Well, one detail that was left out from the report was the handheld's battery life. Prepare yourselves because Insider Gaming understands that Project Q's battery life will be around three to four hours. Yep, you read that right. 
At least Project Q is on brand with the DualSense having a short battery life, I guess. If the retail version of Project Q does indeed have a three to four hour battery life, then this then the handheld might be a harder sell for Sony. Already, uh, people are skeptical of its success with the handheld only being used with remote play. Ultimately, though, I this is still Tom. I think the success of Project Q will depend on its price. A $200 or less price tag could see the accessories selling strong numbers, but PlayStation is notorious for having high price tags on its products. Whatever the case may be, we should hear more about Project Q soon. Quote, we look forward to sharing more information in the near future, said CEO Jim Ryan. The release is slated for quote-unquote later this year, said Ryan, uh, which Insider Gaming understands to be mid to late November 2023. Andy? Is that Inside Games or is that Inside Gaming? This is Insider Gaming. Insider Gaming, gotcha. Yeah, Inside. I read it four times in this article. Gotcha. Insider Gaming. Just making sure you understood that yeah. it was there. Okay. Uh, or do you care? I, I, I don't care. Don't care. I appreciate the rumors and the thing. And I always listen ball busting, but like three to four hours, honestly, higher than I probably thought it was going to be for this thing. Which is, again, kind of shocking considering that you are not really running anything internally. That's why it's surprising to me. Like sure. the, the idea that, that beautiful screen, that LCD screen. <laughs> that yeah, exactly. That which battery life would be better if it was an OLED, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um I, I'm not super surprised by any of this. I also think it's a kind of a weird device that I think is a tough sell anyway. Um there I I saw a lot of people in the chat when we were reacting to this saying like, but you have your phones and I totally understand wanting another device for it. Yeah. I do think that it's weird that this is the device for it. Like, I, I do think that this is, it's very odd that this is their answer to it. Um, the fact that it doesn't do anything else is kind of surprising to me. It's a weird one. Um, as somebody who does remote play all the time, for me at the top of this one with the battery life, it doesn't matter to me. Because for me, remote play is about as long usually as a Grey's Anatomy. Jen likes to watch <laughs> Grey's Anatomy. I remote play, and then she goes to bed or onto something else, then I take over the TV. And I feel like that's the use case most of the time for this. Uh, I do, you know, I've said a lot on different shows. I'm a backbone purist. I love my backbone. I did recently move remote play to my Steam Deck to get a bigger screen. And so the fact that this would be a bigger screen on top of that, right, I'm, I'm stoked about. And I do like the form factor of a dual shot, uh, a dual sense as well. What are you remote playing? Everything. Like legit everything. Like I, when I was doing Horizon, I was working on uh, platinum parts for that. Uh, you know, I'll do WWE stuff for my faction, get in there and do that, play some of my cards over there. Barry, can you imagine having good Wi-Fi? That's crazy. You guys got bad yeah. Wi-Fi? Well, it's like we walls. have good Wi-Fi, but it's like our apartment was built. It's a little too old for Wi-Fi. So got the lead walls. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so I'm, ex- I'm excited isn't the right word. I'm like, oh, okay. I, I want to know more about it, the price, the actual battery life like that. And, it, and again, then that we get into this really interesting thing of, I assume for review, they're going to send us a unit. So I'm excited to try it. If I was on the outside, I don't know if I would be motivated to buy it, especially with the Steam Deck. Do you, you think you're taking this device with you on trips uh, to remote play? Huh? No. I mean, I, I have been shocked before. There, I was talking about Concrete Genie. When I was reviewing that, I remote played it in a hotel room on hotel Wi-Fi with a dual uh, shock and an uh, uh, iPad. And it ran really, really well. Until it, and I had to pause at one point because it started getting choppy or whatever. And then it, so it's always that thing of like, man, this runs. But even then, I'm expecting latency on whatever I'm doing, right, to be not great. And so that's because that's where I start thinking about Diablo, right? Where it's like, you know, we're going SGF, Diablo's out. Am I throwing, am I bringing the Steam Deck just for that? Am I trying to do crossplay? There's a whole bunch of different stuff, you know. We'll worry about it when we get there. If but, we want this to work in our, in our apartment, Andy, we just, uh, just hang out in the living room, you know? Ugh. I don't even know what I have this 
I have a scat, uh, scat, scratch scab that I just opened up by rubbing on it. Hmm, Weird. Fun. I don't know who scratched me. Uh, number six on yeah, Roper Report. Uh, we got two, and we'll get you out of here. Uh, play, more PlayStation games are coming to PC. Shocking no one. Over on the blog, it's been announced Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart on PC July 26th. We go to their blog post that says, The PC version of Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart features ray trace reflections with a variety of quality levels to choose from and newly added ray trace shadows for natural light and outdoor areas. This enables realistic shadows and natural gradients and softness. We know many PC gamers enjoy playing on ultra wide monitors for those we've uh, added support for 21 by 9 32 by 9 and up to 48 by 9 resolution jesus for triple monitor setups both gameplay and cutscenes are optimized for ultra wide screens this is possible thanks to our engineers artists and qa team who have analyzed the game and adjusted all cinematics the game supports unlocked frame rates uh, and includes the latest performance enhancing upscaling technologies you'll be able to choose from nvidia dlss3 amd f SR2, Intel X, small E, big S, big S, <laughs> and Insomnia Case Temporal Injection. <laughs> Magic Link, uh, full mouse and keyboard, et cetera, et cetera. Everything you'd expect for a PC game. And NVIDIA, you trying to sponsor us? Let me know, man. I'm, I'm sure they will. NVIDIA is great. We, we thank them for their support. This is them. my game of the year. Uh, and real Our quick, um, this is the same team, I think, that also helped port the Spider-Man games ah, uh, to, to PC. Uh, Andy, I, you probably have uh, more of a better memory of, like, how those were at launch, just to get because I know people are nervous after the Last of Us thing, but I don't think that was the same. Well, I'm nervous after everything. Like yeah. I, I mean, you're just nervous. I'm just nervous. I'm just nervous like every PC port is uh, usually broken, and if this comes out broken, Greg, I I need you to just full force shame everybody involved with this project. My pleasure. Full force. Pleasure. Um, uh, Spider-Man was fine. I think the biggest problem was that in order to get it to run the way you wanted it to, you needed DLSS and. It was kind of muddy in a lot of spots, and like reflections looked kind of gross. That was all at launch. I haven't tried it in a while, though. Um, but I am super excited about this, as I was when Returnal came out. That was, that was another really good PC yeah. port. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty stoked for this, and let's keep them coming, everybody. Your final piece of news is number seven. Congrats to The Witcher 3. Witcher tweeted, The school of the wolf is growing. Over 500 million people joined Geralt of Rivia on his path of finding Ciri and defeating the Wild Hunt. Thank you for our enormous support over the years. To which uh, Radic, of course, from CD Projekt, uh, quote tweeted and said, According to publicly available data, it indicates that The Witcher 3 is among the top 10 best-selling games of all time. 50 million thank yous are in order, and this still wouldn't be enough. Woo! To thank you. Gosh dang. There you go. Which are very popular, it turns out. Who knew? All right, everybody. I'll get back to it one day. Well, I mean, you played a lot of it, right? Nah. Oh, no? Okay. No, I played like maybe 15 hours. Ah, hours. Well, yeah, you missed yeah. it. My problem was you just got lost in the side missions, right? That's why with Zelda, it's just uh, like, I'm not going to worry about it. Just run into the corners and do whatever I want. Activate these towers. Look at this fish, man. Let's talk to him. What's up? Mine, I had to go. I was going back home to go visit my family, and it was out on PS5, and I just like, it was a weird time. Sure. Oh, yeah, when it came out of Christmas. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember that. Andy. What's up, Greg? I'm excited for that next Witcher game, but it's so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grab shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every week. Out today, Far World Pioneers on PC, PlayStation, Switch, Xboxes all around. Uh, Friends versus Friends on PC. Shame Legacy on PS4 and PC. And then I got to start doing some work here. Hold on. 
Puzzle Quest, we, we came in hot today. Blessing yeah. last night hit me up, and he's like, hey, can you build the show? Because I'll be going to the airport. I'm like, no problem, Bless. I forgot that I was on Succession in review, av- available soon on podcast service and everything else. Or maybe screencasts, I guess. And then I was like, oh, then I didn't build it, so I came in hot. Uh, Poly Bridge 3 is on, is on Linux and PC. Well, don't play it on Linux. Uh, apparently, Chicory, A Colorful Tale, is coming to Xbox One today. Uh, to Hell with the Ugly is on PC and PlayStation 5. Number 30, there you got this thing going on there. Everdream Valley on PC and PlayStation 5. Uh, Thelma and Louise is on Blu ray. The heads up for you. Uh, Puzzle Quest 3, I know, is on PlayStation today. That's exciting. Uh, Star Citizen Invictus Launch Something or Other is on. Is out tonight? Star Citizen still doing stuff. Return to Grace is on uh, PC today. Uh, the Caligula Effect is on PlayStation 5 today. I assume other things too. Hold on, let me open that up. Caligula Effect, PlayStation Caligula. It's fun to say. It makes me think of Banicula. Remember that little bunny that's a vampire? Yeah. Uh, Maligula from Psychonauts. Uh, My Summer Adventure is on PC. System Shock Remastered apparently is on PC. And then Glass Masquerade 3 Honey Lines is on PC. Ooh, honey. Ow, Peter. (laughs) (laughs) Ow, Peter. Uh, We ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames and youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. And tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Podcast services around the globe. And we had a perfect game today, Andy. Nothing here. Beautiful. Someone tried to write in earlier to correct me about John Stockton. And I'm like, that's the joke. Tom Hall Johnson. Yeah. yeah. I'm, not, I'm sorry you can't keep up with a lineage of jokes here. You know what I mean? <laughs> Last time that joke has been said at least twice. In kind of funny history. More than that. Tomahawk John Stockton? Yeah, I say that a lot. M- Mike's a fan. He's nodding over there. Okay, okay. And, okay. and guess what? I, I keep hearing, I keep hearing that we can put stuff up faster on the store. <laughs> Joey, I want a black shirt with white text that just says Tomahawk John Stockton. Huh? <laughs> Tomahawk John Stockton. It's an easy shirt. Put it up, Joe. With a, with a picture of like Pistol Pete. <laughs> no, no pictures. Just the text. <laughs> Joey, I this is, this is a challenge, Joey, for kindoffunny.com slash store, our new store, new service, supposedly can move fast. Everybody go check all day long and buy stuff all day long for the better shipping and everything else and see if you can do it. If that's the case, then I want to, I want, I, I finally want my, we're going Gonza for Gordo shirt. Okay, that's fair enough. Hold on a second, too. Norin Game says Greg wants an anti-vax shirt. Is John Stockton anti-vax? Yeah, he's like an. Oh! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make yeah. the Gonzo for Gordo shirt instead. Can we get the Gonzo for Gordo? Is Gon? Oh, hold on a second, real quick. Holy shit! Is Gonzo anti-vax? <laughs> I think Gonzo from Muppets is fine. I think he passed the pass the test. God fucking damn it! Can't people just shut their fucking yes? You know what I mean? And just fucking be chill about everything. Speaking of which, make sure you vote for Biden next time around. Yeah. Uh, next week. Or no, this week. Shit, it's this week already. Your hosts look like this. Again, there was no show on Monday. It was me and Andy today. There's no show tomorrow because, of course, we're going to a baseball game. Uh, then Thursday, it'll be Blessing and Tim. Friday, it will be Tim and Blessing. If you're watching live right now, remember, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny. And what you could do there is subscribe. And then what would happen is this. You would watch. Mike come out here and interview Andy while I run to a bunch of video game demos. Then you'd watch on stream, both Twitch and YouTube. You'd go watch uh, them barbecue and have some a lot of fun and hang out together. Then you'd go to Patreon. You'd watch uh, Mike record the X-Cast with Andrea Renee today. Then you'd watch us do the kind of funny podcast all this afternoon. Have a great time. That's a lot going on. It's all- can they watch that live? Really? They can't watch that live. I don't know. 
Mike, you're going to be crazy, man. <laughs> uh, we're going to do that post-show right now, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week, down a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show for free at kindoffunny.com slash kfgd. Watch it live as we record it on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Watch it later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. Podcast services around the globe. If you like us, please rate us, subscribe, leave a message, do all this stuff, but most importantly, go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, where, of course, you can get the shows ad-free, watch us record the podcast live, and get a bevy of other benefits. If you want to go the extra mile, Epic Games Store code Kind of funny when you're checking out there for your PC nerd games or when you're being a really cool dude in your convertible playing console games. <laughs> Speeding down the highway. <laughs> PlayStation 5 on Wi-Fi. <laughs> driving the car, putting in the... Yeah, I digress. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.